super special Saturday spectacular of GameWare Express. It is Saturday, December the 30th, 2017. It is episode 209, the last episode of 2017, Vaughn Ventures. How does that make you feel? Makes me feel kind of anxious, mostly because you started up very abruptly. <laughs> Man, you know, just got to keep you on your toes, keep, her, keep us going correctly, and... You know, speaking of keeping you on your toes, I brought in someone different this week. Yay! Uh, Neil and Steven couldn't make it today. Uh, it's been busy holiday time. That's why we're still going on Saturdays. Appreciate you uh, out there putting up with our super special Saturday spectaculars. I think this is like the eighth one we've had within the span of <laughs> oh, like you know, three months. <laughs> the fall time is busy time. You have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas. And we have straight from the Little Jolly Gamer Show, please welcome back Mr. Brandon Jolly. Yay! Thanks, thanks for having me. Everybody. Thanks for filling in today. We really appreciate it. My computer's making noise. Okay, great. It's funny you're talking about how busy everyone is because I have to go to a Christmas party after this. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Neil is today. And I'm like, y'all know Christmas was like last week, right? Yeah, yeah it's I mean, the 30th now. I'm ready for it to be over. Man. I can imagine. How was, how was everyone's Christmas? It was it's, good, actually. Yeah, Pretty good. I haven't really seen y'all since then, so... Um, nice and quiet for the most part. That's good. Um, now we look forward to, to New Year and fun times. Um, I hate New Year's resolutions, so for this week's intro question, <laughs> we did it last year. I'm curious, do y'all have any gaming-related New Year's resolutions going into 2018? This is kind of Vaughn's idea last year, because he was the one who started this like a year or two ago, I think, right? Yeah, so it was like two years ago. Was it last year? This year's New Year resolution or 2016? Where you're like, I'm not going to buy into the hype. I believe it was 2016 because uh, <laughs> at the beginning of 2016, I fell for a game that was called Star Fox Zero. Oh, we, we've no. all heard, we've all heard about this enough already. So, oh, that's very unfortunate. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Hey, yeah. uh, I, I made I made good on that resolution this year. So <laughs> it's all it's all fine and dandy. Um, do you have one going into to, into this year or next year technically i should say uh no mostly just uh just a repeat of last year is like don't buy into like the crazy or don't get hopes up too high for games that like that should be good but aren't going to be oh yeah <laughs> which, is why, which is why i didn't fall for sonic you know uh whatever that game forces was. yeah sonic <laughs> forces. <laughs> I had an example for this year and that uh that makes sense well, it was like i was excited for it but i didn't get my hopes up because i knew there was always that chance of failure because sonic is just that ip that's just like hit or miss for the most part mm-hmm. so uh i don't know i guess just try to get into dragon ball fighters because that okay. game looks pretty good that game does look pretty good uh, what about you, Brandon? Do you have anything you're looking forward to? And not looking forward to what you want to try to change? Or a resolution? Uh, I guess what you said, Vaughn, that's a good one. Because like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out, and I, re- I was like, yeah. the next MVC, man, it's going to be great. And then I never bought it. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't. Uh, but maybe uh, giving new things more of a chance. Okay. Like um, like all this Battle Royale stuff going on. Like I, I didn't really buy into it. I'm still not the biggest fan of it. Right. But at the same time, I'm, usually whenever I see like Twitch is like, this is the most streamed game. I'm like, okay, whatever. Right. I, I, I don't want to be like hipster gamer over here, but yeah, typically I just don't fall in that category. Gotcha. But I want to give it more of a, a chance because I've been playing Fortnite Battle Royale a little bit more than I did, and it's okay, I guess. Yeah. We'll talk a <laughs> gotcha. little more about Battlegrounds later in the show. Um, for mine, just because I've been in like super game of the year crunch, mine for 2018 is. Don't put everything off until December. <laughs> I guess I can agree with that one, too. Um, That's tra- a good one. <laughs> like, I always, you know, when I travel out for work, when I get home, the last thing I want to do is play games because I'm just, like, so mentally tired and, and drained from driving and working. It's just, I don't do stuff. And now I'm like, man, I wish I would have played this back when it came out instead of trying to, like, rush through it now. So yeah, I think I want to try to play more games when they come out and keep up with it as opposed to putting everything yeah, off. Yeah, you gotta you gotta fight through the fatigue. Yeah, it's tough sometimes. I feel like I'm getting to that age where I should start drinking coffee because I fucking hate coffee. But... 
over time, like, you know, tastes change. No, because I right. used to not be an, uh, an avid coffee fan either until, like, a couple of years ago. You're not wrong. You're not I'm wrong. I'm drinking it now, but this coffee is, like, bitter as hell. So <laughs> they didn't make it right this time. Yeah, I had sugar in the house not too long ago, but it's been in the house for a while. I don't know if sugar goes bad, but I figure I wouldn't mm. risk it because I don't need sugar for anything. I don't know the answer to that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. Half the stuff in my fridge is probably expired. It just gets pushed to the back and stays there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Uh, Brandon, you said you've been playing uh, some Fortnite Battle Royale? A little bit. That's not my main... Um... But I don't think uh, I've... I think you're the only person who actually plays that game. So you want to like, fill me in on why sure. so many people are playing this? I mean, I know it's free. Firstly, it's free. It's on PlayStation. Yeah, and there's no, uh, so there's no, no one... PUBG on the PlayStation. Right, so a lot of people play it because of that. Um, it's the same... Literally the same concept. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, you have... A uh, bus flying in the air. Oh, of course. And it drops a hundred people, and there's an ever shrinking radius. And so, because they basically they literally just ripped off it's everything. It's the PUBG. same okay. thing, but it has this like building mechanic, right? That it, they pull it brings from the building mechanic. Twist, yeah, from Fortnite regular mode, which yeah. is a separate thing, and uh, you have to pay to play that, which is not <laughs> out yet. It's early which access. is early access, mm-hmm. and it's like forty dollars, yep. uh, normal price. And so you can use that building, so you can build like a fort. So if you get to the middle of the circle, and you know you're the last like five people left you can yeah. build something try to you know keep everyone out right sometimes that can backfire because people can come over the top you don't build a roof or you don't have enough supplies because mm-hmm. you don't have unlimited supply you have to get your like rocks and bricks and wood or whatever it is you want to build out of right so that's cool i mean i like it's stylized it's more cartoony mm-hmm. than something like PUBG because PUBG can look a little rough yeah um, it does well, look like an early access game still weird right <laughs> um, you know it's out now yeah it's out, out last week apparently it's chugging pretty bad on xbox one from oh. what i've heard right um but yeah I mean, it's cool but it's the my biggest complaint about it is that I, I was looking forward to Fortnite, the regular one coming mm-hmm. out and then it came out and then they're like hey let's just do this and then now that's an afterthought to everyone else so um it kind of sucks and they there's totally unoriginal because they totally <laughs> took um you know, do you ever play Ratchet and Clank on PS3 with the the grenade that makes people dance? Yeah, <laughs> they have that in, in Fortnite. Now. Well, shit, why did no one tell me this? It's my favorite weapon ever. In so, uh, yeah, you can throw that grenade. I think it's called Boogie Bomb. You throw okay. it, and it just makes everyone in that radius start dancing, and then you can just pick them off one by one. That sounds That's great. Crazy. And what I love is that this game is so cool, but it's just the most unoriginal thing ever. It's like they're taking a little bit of everything and just throwing it in and making their own kind of like potluck uh, battle royale game, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's not too terrible. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I, I just hate that they, they came with a unique idea with their original game, and then they were just kind of like, oh, screw that. Let's just, you know, right. this, is, this is popular. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, but it is a fun game that, you know, if you're playing with, you know, let's say us three were playing, we can all play in a group and be on a team. Are you playing against other triad, like triads, trios? I think or? I think it's groups of four, so it'll pair you with a random person. Okay. But you can do duos as well because that's what uh, PUBG has. That you have singles, you have duos, and you have squads. And right. If you, I don't know if there's a max squad for PUBG because I never got to play with other people I knew. But it would, yeah, it would it's the same exact thing. So like, if you know, if Vaughn dies and we're both alive, he can spectate, and you know, he might be able to help us see things we can't see. Not oh, okay, really. that's 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 okay. pretty neat. So he can he can spectate our screen, um, and then once we all go down, if we don't want to sit there anymore, we just kind of like PUBG style back out and re re up, and then we'll just be another game. Yeah. So and it's fun because it's instant action. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Um, I probably would have played more PUBG if I had. Like people to play with, mm-hmm. um, and now it's just like Chinese hackers. So whatever. All right. Um, what else have you been up to? Oh shit, jeez. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll steer this conversation the way I want it to. Let's talk about Persona Five. Hey. All right. <laughs> so I played Persona Five for the first the first Persona game I've ever played ever. Nice. And so it's a I, good one. I've clocked like five hours four or five hours okay so you're still like barely scratching barely scratching it um and i just got to the point where i recruited um on into Mm -hmm. my team best girl um so and i don't even know there's gonna be more characters i don't know i don't know anything about this i went in totally blind that is the way you should do that so far i'm i'm really digging it i mean i play a lot of jrpgs back in the day i used to play a lot of final fantasies and grandia and Mm -hmm. legend of Gaia, all kinds of weird stuff okay that's what i was not worried about but i was just concerned on is like if you were a jrpg fan oh, yeah. if you weren't you know we've been hyping this game up so much and if you never played a persona game but you're like i fucking hate jrpgs <laughs> it'd be like uh you're in for a world of fun then yeah um, but so, if you, at least you know jrpgs um you know how you know eccentric they can be right and uh, yeah very and also how fun, like the battle system can can be and this one 
can get gets pretty you know deep with different like upgrades you can get later on. Yeah, I'm still going through tutorials, so I'm still yeah, learning no, things. Totally. <laughs> like I just found out that I can pretty much make a bad guy surrender to me, and then see, that's I can new. That's get the first powers. time it's been in a Persona game, actually. Okay, so that, that's totally new to me. That so. was um, <laughs> yeah. that was a mechanic in the Shimagami Tensei games. So okay. Persona is a spinoff of Shimagami Tensei. Didn't know that. Which is a really intense like dungeon crawler first person jrpg where you'd go make packs with demons and they would join your team and then they spun persona off like what 20 something years ago yeah it's like in the same universe kind of yeah because the first one was just shimagami tensei persona and it was more like now you're a kid and you're in school and stuff and then they made Persona 2. And, and here's some drama. Yeah. The last one that kind of <laughs> had that was Persona 2, but they yeah. didn't like go like too further into it, but now it's like in, and completely even, in this game. And even then, Persona 1 and 2 play so differently than, than 3, 4, and 5. Is it always about like a kid in school, or is it Pretty like much. a different setting? <laughs> I've only played 3, 4, and 5. Okay. For, what, for, yes. what I, for what I've gathered, uh, 1 and 2 are also about kids in high school. Yeah. Okay, and that's, that's fine. Yeah, and you know, it's all about... Your classic anime tropes, yeah. For the most part with your characters like that and battling, you know your your true self versus your projected self and all this stuff. Right. So, so I didn't know um, going into it that I was going to be dealing with a bunch of like really heavy themes. It, that, that first boss, that first dungeon, they really like with Kamashita really throw. Because I was expecting something like Kingdom Hearts, like no. here's a magical artifact here, go explore and have fun. <laughs> and like, I'm over here dealing with like this chick trying to commit suicide. Yeah, I think no. she might be dead. I don't know. I'm scared. Like I want to go visit her in the hospital, but I can't because I'm still doing tutorials. Persona Five is <laughs> a good balance of like dealing with that heavy shit but still kind of being lighthearted because like persona 4 i don't know if you ever go back and play these so i won't spoil them but like persona 4 deals with like murder like people are getting fucking killed but everything's so like yeah. lighthearted <laughs> and colorful and everyone's so joyous like the the tone clashes where in persona 3 it's about like demons destroying the world and everything's like really dark and brooding and there's like no light or anything so like <laughs> it seems like they want to turn like the light up a little bit in persona 4 from 3 but they went too far and I feel like Persona 5 does a really good job of capturing, like, the denseness of what is happening to these characters while still making these characters kind of quirky, you know? Right. And, yeah, there's yeah. some um, there's some things that kind of threw me for a loop. I had, like I was talking to you about earlier, um, there's, like, some things I'm leaving down to culture differences. Yeah. Like, uh, there's, like, you know how you can walk down the hallway and the kids are talking about rumors and stuff? Which is really cool because it's just like high school, mm-hmm. and um, they're like, "Hey, I heard An is dating um, what's his name uh, Kamoshida," and it's like, "What? He's a teacher? That's what?" And then I was like, "Okay, so age of consent is different in Japan, so right. it makes sense." But I was like, at first, I was like, "What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really exaggerated rumor." But it, I remember I was playing a JRPG, so yeah, um, and there's a lot of that, especially you get further into the game on a lot of the issues that characters deal with. I mean, they happen here, but they're definitely more Japanese-focused. And right. we, you know, I did some research after we beat it and when we did our spoiler cast, which you can go back and listen to if you played Persona 5 later in the year. Uh, we did a spoiler cast back in... Uh, sometime October? in October? August? September? No, I don't think it was October. I want to say it was either August or September. It was August or September. So scroll back in the RSS feed you can find that. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff. Even though in today's climate, you can kind of see how it might relate to America, but it's definitely more right. Japanese. It's a little, yeah. it's 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 relative. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than the the really dense narrative stuff, everything else about it is excellent. Mm-hmm. I love the presentation, the music, the menus. It's got so much style. Slick. Yeah. Everything is stylish. The music's great. The uh, I love. I miss how JRPGs don't have turn-based battles anymore. So that's why I like Persona yeah. so much. Is I like turn-based battles more than active stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like now that you can talk, negotiate the demons, you know, if you down everyone, you can do an all attack. Um, yeah. It just gives you more options. And like I said, uh, once you start developing your social links or confidants in this game, yeah, confidants is what you can, um, power your, you know, your, your characters up in battle. Okay. Yeah. Cause I still haven't really figured out everything. I still don't even yeah. know, like at some point I'm, I'm guessing they're just going to let me go do whatever. Um, right. Because right now I'm kind of on a leash. They're just kind of let me do things, and the day's going by. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll break that off a little bit. It, it was very frustrating, especially someone coming from someone who's played Persona in the past, where every time you're like, "All right, I'm ready to go do my evening activity," Morgana's like, "No, go to bed." Right. And I'm like, "No, I need to go." Nope, go to bed. I'm assuming at some point, like the day will actually go by in real time. I guess. No, it's or... not real time. It's uh, you haven't you go to school, and then you have an after school activity and an evening activity. Okay, once you're finished, it kind of progresses the day. The so next bit. one, yeah. And if okay. you go into uh, your dungeon in the afternoon, that kill- then you have to go to bed. 
Like okay. if you go to the if you go to the dungeon in the afternoon, it wipes you out, so you can't do anything in the evening. So you kind of have to like balance your days, which I also really like because there's like that weird meta game there where it's like, yes, we're fighting demons, but also I need to like plan out my day well enough so I can you know hang out with Anne and power her up, and then I can also like go do a part time job so I can get money so I can buy this cool sword so I can you know be stronger right, so in dungeons even, and stuff like that. I haven't so. got that far yet, so I'm, I'm waiting to get that freedom where I'm just like, yeah. I have everything. And, and you'll get there, but like you said, you're yeah. in full tutorial mode, and that's probably for the first 10 hours, to be honest. Yeesh. So I got another You're, you're close, because now that you've gotten um, now that you've gotten Anne, they're really going to let you open into Kamashita's Palace. So okay. it should, if I recall correctly, uh, take that leash off you pretty soon. Because yeah, last thing yeah. that happened, we went in to fight Kamashita, and then Anne uh, on got her like... Um, her, her persona, I yeah. guess, or she kind of transformed, mm-hmm. and uh, she was like, "Hey, we beat them, but we need to get out of here so we can come back later, and yeah. then we'll come back. We'll really yeah. kill them." I'm pretty this time. sure when sure. when that happens, that's when the game's okay. gonna really start for you. That's yeah. what I figured. So I'm like right on the edge of it. Then. And then you'll because um and you'll you'll experience other things later in the game. I don't want to tell you about since you're kind of flying dark. Because there's so many things I want to tell you, but I, I won't. Yeah, this game is full of spoilers everywhere. Don't what? check my Twitter. <laughs> I've, I've been, I mean, I've been off the grid for a lot of stuff because I've been playing a lot of games. Yeah. So. Um, but I'm excited to hear your progress. You always feel free to message me because... That's what uh, Nick was doing. A friend of the show, Nick Seegers, was doing to me. Yeah, we're always finding. We always want to know where like, you how at? everyone's how are you experience doing? with this game. What do you think about this? Um, <laughs> we're always trying to figure out who, like how everyone's experience is going with this game. Yeah, so that that's really cool. Um, anything else, Major? Um, Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I talk, saw you even play about that. Um, I want to talk about this because let me tell you, this is both one of the best. And worst and disappointing games I've played. <laughs> and I was super hyped about it. Because, of course, I went to the PAX panel, I met the people, and I thought there were some really cool design elements. And there is, and it's all mm-hmm. in there, and it plays the way I think it will. I can excuse, you know, it's a small studio. I can excuse, yeah. you know, glitches. Like, you know, your guy opens the door and he does the animation before the door actually opens. You know, stuff <laughs> like that. That's fine. Is that game still in early access? Or is no, it it's released. Out? It's okay. officially out. Now, here's the biggest thing, the biggest complaint, is that... Anytime you're playing a server, so I guess I should tell you how it works. Basically, I think it's up to eight people. One person mm-hmm. plays as Jason. Right. It's kind of hide-and-go-seek style. And the person who's playing Jason is really overpowered uh, to a certain extent. So uh, you can, if you're playing as Jason, you can see like little pings going off in the distance. That just means that uh, someone's letting off a noise. And the better your stealth uh, mm-hmm. stat is with your counselor, it hides that. Uh, but you can use a um, you have four skills. You have your first skill, which is like a sense Mm-hmm. Where if someone's at a building, it'll highlight it red. It won't tell you where they're at in the building, but you can pretty much figure that out yeah, yourself. Yeah. Or if someone's outside of a building and they're running in the woods, it'll highlight them as red. Uh, and it only lasts for certain times. And certain Jasons have better boosts and different skills. Certain Jasons? Yeah. They got like part part, <laughs> um, part three Jason, Jasons. part four Jason. They don't have part five, part six, and like up until like part nine. Mm-hmm. Um and so you've got the sense, you've got the shift where you kind of go in like this Jaws type camera right. where it's like, Whoa, you're going through the, uh, so the you're course. Like teleporting mm-hmm. Jason and I was always just like so where it needs to be. Right. So if you're playing as a Jason who can't run, he can only walk like at a brisk pace. Right. You might want to warp to someone and grab them and then kill them. Right. Uh, then you also have a, I think that one's called shift. And you have a morph where you can just pick a spot on the map wherever you want to go and it'll just put you there. Okay. And then you have a stalk ability, which makes you go off the map and you don't make any noise, so you can sneak up on people. Gotcha. Um, and then when you're a counselor, it's all about just getting out, whether you want to repair a car, repair a boat, call mm-hmm. the cops and wait for five minutes for them to show up and then get to the cops. <laughs> um, and then depending on how your uh, counselors team up together, you've got like a radio you can find and you communicate with people and let them like, hey, I got the, the gas and you got the battery, let's go fix the car together. And it's a lot of fun and all those elements work and right. it makes something unique. But the problem is... A, uh, connectivity issues, uh, B, finding a match full of people who want to stay, and C... Oh, is it because, like, oh, I'm not Jason, I'm just going to leave? If if the host... So it, it designates someone who's playing as the host. If oh, that, so it's not even dedicated servers. No, so oh, if okay. that host leaves, game's over. Dang. And, God, it's like playing Gears of War in 2006. And, <laughs> right, right, and that's so frustrating because there really is an amazing game under all that crap. Are you playing on PS4? Playing on PS4. Hit me up next time you play because I've been wanting to play it. And the only other person I knew who has it is Steven, and Steven doesn't play games. It's so. kind of frustrating. Like, I'll get to the point where I'll, I'll do a couple matches, and I might play a match, and mm-hmm. it might be one of the most fun experiences I've had multiplayer in a long time. Yeah. Or I might play one, and, you know, the kid playing as Jason is getting frustrated. He quits. He's the host. Boom. Yeah. Game's over. Because you don't get your experience points until the end of the match. And it randomly assides hosts, so even if, like, you and I are playing together with random people... 
Like if you like, do you, are you playing with your friends or are you playing by yourself? Sometimes I mean, I may be with like one other friend or two other. I would say if like if there's like four of us, would it be like all right? He they're four and these people are all one, so we should put like one of them on host and that more, way they might stay. Or is it just kind of like they have the lowest ping, so they're going to be host? Yeah, more more times than not, if you start a server with more people, it's going to group you together and mm-hmm. it's going to make other people join you. So. More times than not, one It'll of those people is going to be. It's going to be a better experience. Not saying that that excuses things because right. it should. You shouldn't have to have a squad always to play. Mm-hmm. But this definitely seems like one of those would be more fun if, like, you somehow had eight people who you knew who had this game. It's and be a able to play lot together. of fun, like, because you might pick a counselor who's better at fighting Jason than hiding from him, and right. so I'm. You know, I might be that guy, and you might be someone who can repair better than I can. Mm. So, so like, all, hey, all the counselors have different like right. Feats so or, it's like, uh, hey, you you take your time fixing the car. I'll you know I'll kick his ass if he comes by. You <laughs> okay. can you can stun Jason, and gotcha. there is a way to kill him, but it's really complicated. Interesting. Uh, mm. But it it's a it's a love letter to that franchise, though. See, I've only seen the first one, and oh, in the really? first one, Jason's not even in it. Yeah, well, so. he's in the very end. <laughs> um, it uh, no, not the first one. It's his mom. Like the like. Oh my goodness, it might even post-credits. So he just kind of pops uh, out the water. He's like, oh! Oh yeah, no. I and, are you sure it's not two? Because in the second one, he comes back with his bag head. Oh, okay. With the, with the pickaxe. Yeah, because in one, I didn't know anything about this franchise. It was like five or six... I was still in college. So it was like six or seven years ago I watched it. And it was like it was actually like, what a twist for me! Because right. like, oh wait, that's not a hockey person. That's an old lady. Right. <laughs> and so I mean, that franchise, uh, total sidebar, is none of those movies are really good. No, they're, <laughs> but they're, they're called classics. I watched all eight Saw movies, okay? You don't have to get okay. me about good. <laughs> okay, so, so you understand that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it does uh, pay a lot of homage to the uh, the movies, especially the, the kill animations, because you get experience points and you can... Unlock new kill animations for each Jason if they have different weapons. And yeah, stuff. doesn't and have all the cheesy sounds though. Yeah, it, it okay. kind of does. Like your your characters, like they'll be like, "Oh God, no, someone's dead!" And if you see a dead body, like your composure goes down, and your guy's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna die." So if you're a counselor and you die, do you just leave the game, or does uh, it, like, can you stick around? So or? that's a good question because if you find a CB radio or a ham radio, you can call for Tommy Jarvis from Part Four. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the guy who comes back. And he has this obsession with Jason. He wants to to kill him. He goes back and tries to hunt him. And he, um, if you call him, you have a chance. One person's going to come back as Tommy Jarvis, oh. and th- that person's job is not to just escape, is to help everyone else. Gotcha. And you start with a gun, uh, a pocket knife, which lets you escape him if he grabs you instantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has all the best stats in the game. Oh, cool! So it's really cool. Like uh, one time, I was trying to help my friend, and I got killed by Jason. I came mm-hmm. back as Tommy Jarvis, and he was still running from Jason, <laughs> and I was able to protect him and let him escape, and we both ended up escaping. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's a really cool dynamic to it. It's just man. Is there any like meta game like if I escaped I get XP so I can unlock a cooler like polo from a counselor to wear yeah you, okay. there's there's um, apparel you can get like new clothes um, mm-hmm. I mean it's not the best looking game ever but you do get right. new clothes you can unlock new counselors to play as and new Jasons to play as and uh, I think they just added an update where there's more uh, kill animations that are locked behind um, gotcha. levels as well. That's cool. And they there was an update uh, last week that let you play offline. So if you want to practice as Jason and just oh, kill bots, you can yeah. do that. And it does give you experience that way too. Yeah, hit me up next time you play because I've been wanting to check it out, but I've been timid to play it alone because yeah. of those reasons. I, just, I hate that I, like, I want to be like, hey man, this is going to be an amazing game. Let's yeah. play. No, no, I totally if understand what I'm play, walking into. <laughs> I don't want to be like... Oh, shit, man, I'm sorry. We just can't get a game. No, no. I, I totally understand what I'd be walking into. There's been moments where we tried, like, four or five servers, and wow. we just couldn't connect. We couldn't play. And I was like, well, fuck this. Let's just go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll let someone else go. I have more I've been playing, but I don't want to be long-winded, I guess. I'll start, because I've also been playing a lot, um, because I am playing Game of the Year catch-up. Um, these are older, but I finished Wolfenstein the New Order. Nice. And I finished Wolfenstein the Old Blood. Um, I just finished the second one. Okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking to start the second one either later today or tomorrow morning. Have fun. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> um, the New Order was cool. It was kind of zany. Uh, it was fun killing a bunch of Nazis in ridiculous ways. Um, but, like, the story is pretty mediocre. Like, they did a good job of making you feel for the characters because you're playing as BJ fucking Blaskowitz, you know? Mm. Right. Uh, the Old Blood was a bad game. Yeah. Um, the story was retarded. It was so, like, I don't, I never played Wolfenstein. So, it was just, like, there was nothing there. And it was pretty basic. And they really liked repeating, um, like, mechanics. Did you play Old Blood? Uh, I 
slightly played it, okay. but I end up watching the rest of it on well, YouTube. Well, it's like eight <laughs> chapters. So like the whole first chapter is all about like because it's it's set back in the forties, right? So the 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 Nazis like equipment isn't as advanced. So like they're the super soldiers, so they had to be attached to those wires with the electricity. Mm-hmm. So the whole fucking level is just walking around and turning the electricity off, so you can kill them. Mm-hmm. If not, they'll just fucking wreck you. And it's just like too much of that. And it seems like they found one little thing and just stretched it because it's only like a four or five hour game to begin with, and that should have been like a two hour game. And then like they did the whole like spoilers. Nazi zombie thing again and I'm like is that an old Wolfenstein thing I never played Wolfenstein uh, but it's like how trite of a trope is Nazi zombies at this point especially 2015 the only Wolfenstein out. I played before those was like the original Wolfenstein were there Nazi zombies in that one uh, I don't think so just okay. robo mecha Hitler right that's right. about it that's all I can remember do they ever explain well I guess I want to ask because I suddenly played Wolf 2 I don't understand how the Nazis have all this technology because I never um, was that ever explained like they, the older games. So or? I played through New Order and they kind of touched base on that. Mm-hmm. Try to think of um, like kind of you know Fallout. The Fallout universe is like a alternate yeah. universe where mm-hmm. like they had lasers and stuff in the fifties. Right. Think of it that way, where okay. it's kind of like this alternate where they they were making things that well, there, they didn't a, have. There's an episode of uh, the Justice League cartoon where uh, someone. I can't remember who the bad guy was. Oh, he brings a laptop. He bring, yeah, yeah, he goes back in time and yeah. brings a laptop to World War II, and then the, and then the Nazis win because they have all this advanced technology because they have two thousand technology with the laptop. So I didn't know if it was like something <laughs> weird like that or, or why they had all these robots just like towering around. We don't um, even have that today in twenty seventeen, really. I really can't. I mean, it's not really that big of a spoiler. I'm not going to say it, mm-hmm. but I mean, they you end up going to a place into where okay. you find out more about okay. that. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted to know. I already had part of one spoiled for me before I got to it, so I don't want to hear anything about two. The only thing I know about two is some crazy shit happens. Yeah, and I, All right. I didn't like read any of the like extra stuff because mm-hmm. I was kind of on a time crunch, so right. that might explain more. But yeah. I just had to make a lot of assumptions. The uh, there's a whole category for Giant Bomb's Game of the Year for best Wolfenstein two moment. So <laughs> I'm excited to play through this and check it out. It's got some cool moments. Um, on a complete like pol- tonal opposite shift. I played through What Remains of Edith Finch. Okay, I've heard a bunch about this game, but I have not played it. Oh, man, that game was so great. Like, it, this is 2017's Gone Home for me. Um, have you played Gone Home? No. Okay, these are... I mean, no. it's basically like a walking simulator, you know, those kind right. of games. Um, where, I mean, it's hard to talk about it because most of this game is narrative and it'd be spoiling. But I guess like the, the, the overview I can give you is you play as Edith Finch, who's an 18-year-old girl who is part of this big family who lived in this big house, kind of like the burrow from, from Harry Potter, mm-hmm. where like generations upon generations upon generations of family members lived in this house, right? Um, so something happened seven years ago, and you left with your mom, and now your mom's died, and then you are now the deed holder to this house. So you go back to the house and you're kind of exploring it because your mom didn't tell you a lot about your family's past. Um, and every time like your grandma or your great-grandma or your, your aunt or somebody would die, they'd board up that room because the, her, her mom didn't want to like deal with like, you know, right. the death. So you're going around into all these rooms and like finding out about this family. But the way they present it is like so novel and so cool that I can't tell you because that would kind of ruin it. Um, but it's just like that mystery and learning things. And I loved Gone Home because Gone Home is pretty similar as a walking simulator where you go home from college, your parents just moved to this big house, so it's like unfamiliar to you. So you're kind of walking around. And the story unfolds as you find like letters and, and watch tapes or whatever, and it's never really presented to you. So it's kind of a polarizing game because I tried to get some people to play it, and they're like, I didn't really get it. Yeah, and I'm like, did you go around it. and look at all this stuff? It's like, no, I just kind of like push through. And it's like, well, you have to find the story in that game. At least with Edith Finch, uh, as you play, she is the narrator, so she's kind of like okay. t- selling her thoughts, so you can right. better absorb the story that way. So in that way, I'd probably say it's slightly better than a Gone Home, um, but I still like Gone Home more, I think, because that story okay. get closer to me. Um, but it's a, like a better Firewatch, Edith Finch is, I'd say. The only, the only knock I have against it, I played it on PS4, and it runs like absolute dog shit on PS4. <laughs> like, 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 like 20 frames per second or less. Like, it runs really bad. But gotcha. the, the, the game and the story is like so good. It's so, I put it on Twitter, but it's like hauntingly beautiful that I could overlook that because it was like right. such a good game. It's only like three hours long. 
Uh, I got it for ten bucks, which I'd say is worth it. If you bought it for twenty, yeah. But it's like it does so many good things. It it's won just best like, narrative for a reason. Yeah, so. exactly. It, it, I forgot it did win best narrative at the Game Awards, and it fully deserves it. Like, if you can get that game for ten bucks, definitely check it out. It, it'll be worth your time. I mean, it's like I played it in two sittings, but you can definitely play it in one. Um, and it's just it's it's really good. It, it's Ooh. it's a good it's a good thing. Yeah, I still have gone home from. It was a PS Plus game, I think. Yeah, it's still just sitting on my back. I'd re- I still recommend Gone Home, but know what you're getting into. It's it's a it's a slow burn. You have to look around, but I think the story is super interesting if you can find it. Cool, I have to check it out. I think playing through Edith Finch made me realize I just really like games where you explore empty houses. <laughs> this Gone Home, Luigi's Mansion, Tomb Resi- Raider Two, Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> like I loved all these games, and they're all just about exploring empty houses <laughs> with weird mysteries to it. Um, I guess this is like more relatable, you know? Like I know what a house mm-hmm. looks like, but if I'm shooting zombie nazis in 1940s berlin like i can't relate to that or there's crazy southern redneck families chasing you and yeah that's even that's a little better um it's closer to it but it's like you know exploring a house like it's cool because i don't know it just just seems more grounded you know that's cool um i also started playing pyre excuse me pyre which is a super super massive game super giant i've heard a lot of things about this game too i've heard about it at all so let me hit you with some knowledge, Vaughn. It's uh, it's super giant games. They're the people who made Bastion and um, what's that game where the girl with the sword? That it's a lot of games. <laughs> the, the sword talks to you the and big it's like sword. On a grid. Uh, it's like it's transistor like or something. Transistor. Yeah. Um. So Pyre is um, kind of a almost like a a a, a visual novel. Okay. Sort of. Okay. But it also includes magic basketball. Hmm. So. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, get, so you get thrown into this like underworld type place where you were banished from the like high society world, and you come upon these like this traveling band of troops, um, and they accept you because you can read, hmm. and like the the high society, the Commonwealth people don't want you knowing how to read. So, because you can read all, like you have like this knowledge, and you can and you can you know help decide on what this rat, they're called the Nightwings, what they can do and what they should go. Because if you can compete in these these rights, you can escape this underworld and get back to like the real world, and that's when the the magic basketball comes in. Because the rights, uh, you select three of your your teammates. And you have this glowing orb and dunk it into this pyre that is on fire. And every time you dunk the magical orb into the, the pyre, it loses health. And whoever can knock the score down all the way the so, most wins. So actually basketball. So it's like a magical slam jam. Basically. <laughs> um, but the rules are pretty interesting. You can tell they took some time making this weird sport because um, it's three on three. But only one character can move at a time. And if you're on defense, you have this like magical aura around you, and if that aura touches the the, the offender with the ball, they get banished. So they are eliminated from play for that like turn. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry for that for a certain amount of time. Um, and you can also charge up your aura and throw it at people, so you can like attack from long range to make them drop the ball and banish them for however much your like respawn time is. Basketball. Kind of. And then if you dunk the basketball into the pyre. You are banished for the next turn. So it'll be two on three. Hmm. Um, so you kind of have to strategize. Like, I have a couple quick quick players. They can, like, dash around or fly. But they when they score, it's only, like, 15 damage out of 100 damage pyre. Yeah, like, right? heavier damage that moves slower, I guess. Right. But I have, like, this big old... Like, she's, like, stomps around. She's a huge aura, but she's, like, super slow. But if she can score, it's, like, 30-something points. Ah. Um, and you can also shoot it. So if you can like line up a shot, you have to hold circle and point. So it takes a little bit of time. Uh, but if you shoot it, you get more points, and you don't get banished for the next turn. But someone can run up and like kill you. So it's like it's actually pretty cool. Uh, my only problem with the game right now is it's. I wish it was less talking and more magic basketball, <laughs> um, because it's a lot of story. Um, they do a really good job presenting it because every time you're like reading and there's like a proper noun, like a place or or a name. It's 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 highlightable, so you can like curse your mouse over to it, and it'll tell you like this is who this person is, this is That's where they're cool. from. So that way you can kind of keep all these names 
you know, in, yeah. in your head right. Uh, and it uses like the, the destiny cursor that you oh, just kind of like move around and press X. Um, and you can also, you know, go to the merchant and buy different, uh, like, um, like gems you can attach. Like this makes this person go faster or this person has a chance to immediately respawn if they get banished. Um, and as you're going through the world, which is absolutely gorgeous, by the way, like the art in this game is fantastic. It's all hand-drawn and colorful and each area you go to looks super unique. Um, he's like, okay, you can go this way and this might happen or you can go this way and this might happen. If you go this way, you might upset someone else on your, in your little group. Uh, um, so it, it's definitely visual novel-esque, but it also kind of mixes it up with that magical basketball. So it's cool. It's just like I can only play it for so long because I get tired of reading. Yeah, I hear a lot of people putting mm. this like on their top fives of the yeah. year. I think that might be a little high. Granted, I'm only three to four hours in. I think it's like a 10 or 12 hour game. Which actually kind of bums me out because it's like... That long. No, that's too long for what Not I'm for doing. That. Yeah, I'm just like... I'm just, <laughs> I've only done like four rights so it's like four magical basketball games and that's it um so i'm like always want to play pyre but i'm like i don't feel like reading enough to get to the next (laughs) point and i think there's a game mode you can go and play multiplayer so you can just play the magic basketball but it's just like you know i kind of i want i want my cake and eat it too right so it's not quite balanced between gameplay and narrative yeah it's always feel like all right i'm tired of reading and there's always like just like that much more to do right to like where mm. it starts to oversee it it's welcome um but it, it's a great game it's still great like it's gorgeous it, it plays well when you can actually play it it's just it's just a lot of reading for me i'm not a big reader i got you so um and the, i don't like the way that the characters themselves are drawn that much but the world is gorgeous and that just comes down to artistic preference you know right um and finally i started hellblade Sinnoh a sacrifice I got like an hour into that. I'm not feeling it right now. Really? That's another one of those games where I hear everyone's like, "Oh my god, you gotta play this game!" Yeah, yeah. it's like Steven says, like a 10 hour game. He beat it. Um, I get what they're trying to do, like narrative wise. It seems really cool. You're like this girl who deals with like uh, psychosis. She's like all these voices in her head. They're always whispering to her. And the game suggests you play with headphones. I mean, that's around sound, so it kind of works mm-hmm. because you can like hear all the like voices like coming from everywhere. That's cool. yeah. Like you're trying to do something. You're like, "Oh, she can't do this. She's so bad at this." No, she could do it. Like, all this stuff. So it's, like, it's pretty neat. It's just, I... I don't know. You don't feel like being a schizophrenia person? <laughs> no. And I, I got to a point where I finally got to start doing some combat. And I knew this was more of a slow game. It's not a combat game. Um, but I just, I, I just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it at the time. Um, that was also coming right off of finishing Wolfenstein and playing Pyre. Oh, yeesh. Yeah, you got a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to go back to it. I want to get another shake. But at this point, I'm in crunch time where it's like, I'll give something two hours, and if I don't dig it, I have to move on to something else. Mm. Which kind of goes back to my resolution. I was like, I wish I would have played this back when it came out so I can give it its, its fair shake. Because um, I'm hearing great things about it. And like the facial animation stuff is really cool. It's like if Horizons was done well. You know, like Horizons is done pretty well, but it still kind of looks kind of plasticky sometimes. Whereas. The, the facial animation, like you can see the actress like emoting and stuff. I think she won best performance. I think she did, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's mainly been it for me. Uh, aside from getting back into Rocket League, which that game is so different now in terms of just like it's a weird meta game. I can't go back. So many more unlocks. It's I just want to hit the ball into the goal. I know. And that's, then ugh. and then we played some Injustice too right before this. Um, that's yeah. my first time really playing it. Getting to mess around with a bunch of the new characters. Oh yeah, I didn't. So I hadn't fun. played as any of those characters. Um, Atom is cool because he shrinks. And yep. His circle <laughs> just makes him like a little, very small, and you can like punch him, and it's really neat. Uh, I was about to say he was a ripoff of Ant Man, but I think technically Ant Man's a ripoff of him. Who um, knows who came first? At which point? Yeah, to all these comic book characters uh, are ripping off of each other. <laughs> Adam came first. I looked it up. <laughs> um, and uh, but I still really like Starfire. Starfire is my favorite. Teen so. Titans. They watched a lot of Teen Titans growing up. I have all the Teen Titans signatures nice. on my season one DVD. So uh, Atom was October 1940, and Ant-Man was January 1962. Dang. Dang. So it predates them by 22 years. Dang. So there you go. Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vaughn, what have you been up to? Well, uh, I played through like a good bit of the new Fire Emblem Warriors DLC that came out. Okay. 
it's the Fates pack, so it came with uh, three of the characters. One of them being Osro. Most like of that game is already characters. Fire Emblem Fates characters. You mean they're adding more? Yeah, they're going to add more from uh, Shadow Dragon on the next one, and then more from Awakening Okay, as the last one. Supposedly. There might be more. Who knows? <laughs> Which one is Shadow Dragon? Shadow Dragon was the uh, remake of the first one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The one with Marth and all of his friends. Right, right, right. Where is Animal Crossing Warriors? <laughs> Where you play as Tom Nook. That would and you be... just fuck him up. Where are my bells, motherfucker? <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> Get the fight off like hordes of bees and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to do more uh, post-game for Xenoblade 2, but then my Switch started having problems. Oh, no. What's more going so on? Ventilation problems. Like, for whatever what? reason, like... Oh. Uh, the like whenever I turn it on, whether it's like docked or undocked, like the fan will just go to max speed almost oh. immediately. Uh, Vinny so, Caravella from Giant Bomb had a problem with his yeah, with this too. It's like it's like some kind of weird like ventilation problem. Maybe it has some kind of, has something to do with like something happened with the thermal tape inside the console. And I, I don't know whether I should like get it re- like replaced or like try and get it fixed in Nintendo. But like the repair site for Nintendo doesn't really state like what goes under physical damage well that sounds like i don't know that sounds like internal and it's still under a year i would just call them and be like hey fix my shit yeah that's probably what i'll end up doing it should still be under warranty and i think the only thing they can judge it being physical if it's like the screen is dropped yeah, like the screen of, is cracked there's a know? lot of defects with uh i remember when the switch launch happened like people were having defects like they'd open up their yeah their package would be cracked or something or Screen wouldn't turn on. It's, it's weird though because it's like I haven't had any problems until like last week. So, right. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really know like what's happening. I don't know. They, they don't really state like what like counts under warranty for internal damage either. So I have no idea like how I'm supposed to like go through this process because this has never happened to me before. I just call one eight hundred Nintendo. <laughs> like my Switch is being weird. Fix it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. In the meantime, when not playing Switch games, I started playing a little bit more Street Fighter V. Okay. On my stick, no less, because my hands have a little trouble dealing with D-pads for whatever reason now, because, I don't know, hands are hard now, and now they're getting old. <laughs> so I decided to start playing on stick, and it's a much different experience playing on stick than it is on a fight pad. Ooh, so I might actually have a chance, That's <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, my combos are dropping a lot more frequently for now. <laughs> but uh, hype for hype for AE coming in the next month, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, Cody's going to be in there. It's like one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and we were talking about Street Fighter, how he wants to get into it. I'm like, yeah, I want to get back into it, because my biggest complaint when the game came out in early access two years ago <laughs> was uh, there's no arcade mode, and now there will be. Yep. <laughs> and I bought all of the current characters, because they were half off. Nice. So I'm like, I want to play. I like to play Street Fighter Five. Just like it didn't have what I wanted in it at the time, and now two years later, it might actually have to have that. So yeah, we're finally getting Street Fighter Five complete. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So it will probably be like three more years later till we get Marvel complete, <laughs> if even that. Because no, now the extra comments. Now we're gonna get Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, and it's gonna be so much better. <laughs> Let's hope. I doubt it. <laughs> let's, let's really hope on that. <laughs> I feel. I feel like that game is gonna be like pretty much another cross Tekken at this point. Marvel vs. Capcom Arcade Edition. <laughs> like it, like a Fox it, Edition. But, yeah. Like, with Dragon Ball like on the horizon and like more people like jumping off the Marvel hype train, even regardless of whether it's getting updates or not, because it's it's gotten updates, but more people are starting to care less about it. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't, I don't know because I feel like now they can just be like, oh yeah, fuck that. Marvel's Capcom 4, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I would, throw that, that bullshit out the window. We were just, we were just joking around, guys. Here's the real next Marvel sequel. <laughs> Look, this art direction is way better. <laughs> yeah. Now we have all the characters back, so we can do whatever the fuck you want. Here's well, your BB Hood. Well, maybe. It depends on how much money like Marvel actually put up for Infinite. <laughs> Which, which it, it wasn't a lot, but it <laughs> might have still been just enough to where it's like, oh, this didn't do well. Let's not invest money in another one. <laughs> I don't know. Guess we'll wait and see. Brand, you have more on your list? Uh, I have two more. One of one of them was pretty quick. Cuphead. Started playing that. I bought it uh, two nights ago. Good. 
It is so fun. Yeah, that's one of those on my, I gotta figure out how to, I don't know if I'll time to beat that. Yeah, so, I mean, I think... You could beat it in a day. Yeah, you can... You can well, I don't know if my sanity could take that. I think you can get a good impression just from finishing, like, the first island of it. Yeah. Like, the first area, and then... Because we played this... that hour on Extra Life, and I felt like I got a good grasp of the game, but I just wanted right. to see more of it, you know? It's all just... I mean, I like it because I'm, I'm really big into retro gaming. I really love, like, old-school games like, you know, DKC, learning yeah. patterns, memorizing it, getting better at it, and just beating the game at its own game. Jump and shoot, man. that's Cuphead. So. Yeah, very much and, that. Uh, you play it solo? Yeah, I'm just playing okay. by myself, um, and it's it's pretty difficult. But I can't be mad because when something happens, it's, it's my fault. So right? Yeah, exactly. You can't um, blame the game, <laughs> and which I, I love about it. And I also love the uh, the art style is just yeah, phenomenal. I can't I can't explain how much like, the game looks like it was made in the 30s, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> Did you see that Reddit post? Uh, this guy was like, I collect antique things, so here's Cuphead running on like a 1950s TV, <laughs> and I was like. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But that's all I really say about it. Um, and another one I played was Uncharted Lost Legacy. Okay. So I got that game. So uh, twenty bucks. Yeah, I got um, a bunch of games all at once with my Black Friday bonanza. What mm-hmm. I call it. So I get tons of games I skipped out on. And Uncharted Lost Legacy was like, eh, okay. I, I kind of already know what this place. It's just Uncharted Four mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And surprisingly, it's way better than I thought it would be. Really? So, Uncharted 4... Don't tell me that, because I don't need to buy this fucking game now. <laughs> so, if you played Uncharted 4 and you thought it was really long-winded, like yep. um, like cutscenes, you just you're like, I, mean, I either wanted more action or more puzzles or more exploration. I wanted less climbing. Less climbing. So, this one, it does everything better. It's, okay. it's like the concise version of Uncharted 4. It's the same okay. engine. You've got your grappling hooks and yeah. guns. Um, there's actually a little kind of for free roam section in it mm-hmm. where in the beginning uh, it kind of pulls a Final Fantasy 15 where it lets you free roam in the beginning and then it's all linear after that. Mm. Um, and you, they kind of give you the Jeep that you got in Uncharted 4 and they let you kind of drive around. I was about around. to say, because I want less climbing and less Jeep. So, so far you're not selling me on this. Yeah, well. <laughs> so the, the climbing is still there, um, but it's not nearly as bad. But the coolest part is the characters you play as. So you play as Chloe Fraser from Uncharted 2 and True. slightly in Uncharted 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, okay, whatever. She's just like the eye candy of that game. Right. It turns out she has a way cooler backstory than I thought. And then, yeah. so her partner is Nadine from, from 4. 4. If you finish that, then... Uh, this game takes place after four, and she kind of mm. um, mild spoiler alert. She kind of lost her mercenary company, okay. And so she's kind of in with Chloe to get her stuff back. Gotcha. And turns out that they have a lot of chemistry together, but they also butt heads a lot. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of character development between the two. And the the biggest complaint I had about it was like it's the same ass story. Right. One dude's got a private army. He's <laughs> one step behind us. He's just following us. He's gonna overpower us in the end. Take the treasure. Run off. We're gonna kill right. him and take it. And that does happen. But in the very end, there's something that happens where it's like, hey, you know, forget the treasure. We had to do this for the people. And it's like, what? <laughs> and it's really cool because it makes Nathan Drake look like uh, like a, a wood, a piece of like a stump. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> the personality of a, a plank of wood. Right. Uh, so uh, I really liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And it's a lot shorter, too. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, there was like cutscenes in Uncharted 4 that lasted like 20 minutes, I felt yeah. like. And this one, not nearly as long. Mm-hmm. I never had a problem with the cutscenes. I didn't have any problem with the game combat. I just thought exploring was too much. Like, it, it was kind of like what I was saying with Pyre. It's like, all right, I'm tired of exploring now. <laughs> and there's like 30 more percent exploring to do. <laughs> well, this one's cool. Like, that little free roam section, uh, you have a map that you open up, and like, you have four places you need to go and get yeah. this artifact. But there's like 12 other locations you can optionally go and do. Mm. But if you want to, you can say, oh, screw it. I got the four pieces. Get in the Jeep route. And then okay. you're done. Uh, me personally, I had fun just finding these tokens or whatever. And it does unlock uh, equipment for you to use. It helps you later in the game. That's cool. Uh, but you can just totally bypass it and probably cut an additional two hours out of your time. Yeah, I saw this for 20 and I thought about picking it up because I've heard good things. But I just really did not enjoy Uncharted 4 that much. I mm. didn't want to do that again. Yeah, for twenty bucks, yeah. it's it's worth it. Um, about for forty, no, yeah, <laughs> for twenty bucks, it is forty. No, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have got it for forty. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels like they were like making a DLC, and they're like, ah, let's just make it its own game, right? Um, so, and I think it does give you well, access to the multiplayer. I mean, that's kind of like what Old Blood was, which also kind of made me like, eh. and a lot of those that were in like Infamous First Light, which was fine, but again, all these felt like these half-ass things they were trying to charge forty dollars for as standalone dlc right um so whatever i don't know yeah and 
It's it's just the, I mean it's the same engine. It yeah. still looks incredible. Dishonored Two did that too. That, that seems to be the thing right now. It's like it's DLC, but it's technically standalone with like this weird side story thing. So I guess it make, that's better for marketing. It's like you don't have to buy the original game; just buy this. Right. You know? Yeah. So but definitely not a forty dollars game. No. <laughs> um. So yeah. Next. Uh. Next week, I'll also be kind of cramming stuff because our game of the year show will be next week. Hopefully, uh, should be next week. Uh, we've got to get everybody together to record that. Send in your game of the years, GameWareExpress at gmail.com. Let's talk about a little bit of news, shall we? All right, what have we got this week? Not much. Yeah, that's not really anything. <laughs> uh, your free games that you pay for uh, were announced for both the uh, Xbox and the PlayStation. Because, I don't know if y'all knew this. January is in like two days. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> literally Dang. December 30th at the moment. We're about to literally be in 2018. Right. So if you like PlayStation and you have a PlayStation machine that you paid your yearly subscription for, you get uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided and uh, Batman the Telltale series, the first season, right. uh, for free with PlayStation Plus this month. Uh, that's PS4. For PS3, you get Sacred 3. And the Book of Unwritten Tales 2. Hmm. <laughs> and then on the Vita, and both of these are cross-buy with PS4, you get Uncanny Valley and Psychopaths Mandatory Happiness. So you can get your graphic novel, uh, visual novel, fix in with that phone. Alright, cool. Cool. Also that like uh, bad phone game. Like that Jackbox ripoff is still free. That's you. Sure. Yeah, that's you. And there's a VR game as well, uh, Star Blood Arena. Okay. Oh yeah, I do see that right here now. Uh, so that's that's a pretty good lineup, I'd say. I would agree. I played the first chapter of that Batman Telltale thing, and then I never stopped. I mean, I never went back. I'm just not a big fan of Telltale games. I don't know. <sighs> I feel like now at this point I have to agree. It's like, no, I really liked Walking Dead, and then I really kind of like this. And I was like, oh, wait, this is kind of bad. Oh, wait, this one's kind of bad, too. Oh, yeah, I don't like this. All right, maybe mm-hmm. I don't like starting to too. fall off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, now, um, for your Xbox, for the Xbox One for the month of January, because you know they do it weird, you can get The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3... Fucking hate GameSpot and autoplay videos. <laughs> you can get the Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing three, and then for the back half of the month, you know that weird thing, you can get Zombie, which is the port of Zombie U, which I've never uh, played on not Wii U. Cool game on Wii U. I don't know about otherwise. Nah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> and then um, for the Xbox three hundred and sixty, which are also backwards compatible for Xbox One, you get Tomb Raider Underworld and Army of Two. I liked Army of Two when I was eighteen. It it's like some... a it's like a six hour game. You can play with a buddy. It had some cool ideas. Yeah, and then it was over. Mm-hmm. So that's it for your free games that you pay for. Uh, the only piece of news I saw, going back to Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, is it hit three million concurrent players on Steam. The first game to hit three million concurrent players on Steam since two thousand and three. Dang. Yeesh. That's very successful. Um, players. It's a lot of Chinese hackers. <laughs> really? A lot of Chinese hackers. But even that's... Even now in, with uh, version 1.0? A lot of Chinese hackers. Did you guys ever talk about the, the kid? Um, it it kind of relates to it. I forgot it was Fortnite, not uh, PUBG. The kid who's getting like sued or something. Did you ever see that? The 14-year-old kid is using hacks or whatever. Oh, and, that's I think Epic was suing him or suing his family or something. I, I don't did know not the whole story. See that. Uh, but I was like, well, just don't cheat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good life lesson. Don't cheat. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much all the news I have for this week. I got something. What you got, Vaughn? Uh, mods have finally started coming to Smash 4. Whoa. <laughs> I've seen, I saw some of those. Yeah. So we got like a bunch of like different uh, costumes for people, different like stage layouts, different voice packs from like older games that you could put on new games. So you, if you don't want that terrible Fox voice, oh, you God. can use his melee voice if you want. That'd be but, cool. Uh, the big thing that recently came out this week was the uh, Smash 4 Melee HD mod, which makes the gameplay like Melee. Hmm. Whoa. And that's, it's not even complete yet. It's in beta, but I've actually gotten a chance to try it out myself. 
was a lot of work to get it working. I was gonna ask how hard it was. The Wii U is definitely not as easy to hack as the Wii is, but uh, moving on from that point, it's it's very fun. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's it's nice messing around with like melee-esque mods for some of the newer characters. Yeah, that, that's probably interesting. It's like Cloud's juggling ability is like even better than it is in 4. <laughs> <laughs> so, get ready for more Cloud, I guess. But my favorite to use is probably Rosalina. Just because her air movement... They changed her air movement to be like Jigglypuff levels of ridiculous. It's like super floaty. <laughs> super floaty and super fast. Mm-hmm. And you have like Luma as like a, the perfect meat shield for everything, so it like makes it even better. <laughs> And of course, Fox is still Fox, but I can't play him for too long, otherwise I would just fuck up my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely like uh, fun. It'll probably last for like a good like one or two weeks before Nintendo finds the person and C and D's it. <laughs> At, as in typical Nintendo fashion. Um. All right. I just looked it up. If you're curious. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch is no longer on sale on PlayStation, but you can get it on Steam for twelve bucks. And I sell even for twelve bucks; it's worth it. So and he said, it probably runs better on PC. Oh, anyway. it's definitely gonna run better on PC. Cool. It can't run worse. Okay, good. It can't run worse, but I, I really recommend that game. Like seriously, cool. Um, it's it's definitely more of a a, a, a I don't play walking simulators intro. Like, did you play Firewatch? No, but I I know of it. Oh, I know about it. Um, I'd say play this one. Okay. If you're going to play any of those walking simulators, I say this one is a really good starting point. I played one walking simulator. It was free on uh, PS Plus. Was it? it was, um, it's like the end of the world, like Rapture oh, or something. Uh, everyone's gone to the Rapture. Yeah, I played that and I was like, wow, this is just too much. Yeah. Like, I, I'm bored <laughs> to death. No, uh, Edith Finch is good. Um, let's check out what's coming out next week. Good talk. Any, 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 any. <laughs> I was about to say, is there anything? <laughs> uh, so now let's take a trip back to the past with Retro Rewind. 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 We don't have much in that either, do we? Shout out to Brandon for that hot ass <laughs> bumper music again. Yeah. And you're right, we don't have any real games that came out in America in the past, because that's what we kind of go with. But there is something I want to talk about. For Retro Rewind, so we can keep this segment going. Let's go back to not too far to 2013 uh, with the release of the Pokemon Bank. Okay, okay. Um, it's kind of retro. You get to yeah. move all your retro Pokemon into it. Um, so yeah, that that seemed like a weird thing that you could do because um, it was free at first, and then they charged you five dollars a year. But it was their way of you could transfer your Pokemon from Gen Five to Gen Six. I thought Gen... it was always five dollars a year. It it was free when it came out for like the first month. Oh, okay. Fairly and then, certain. And then you had to pay for it. Yeah, since yeah. it came out in December, I think that first month was free, and then when the next year hit. Uh, but was that Gen 4 to Gen 5 or Gen 5 to Gen 6? Uh, it went all the way to Gen 6. Okay, so you can bring your Pokemon over. Because that was what they made the Pokemon Bank for, so you could transfer all your DS Pokemon to, to the 3DS. There's no way to do that, which seems pretty cool because they let you bring your games, like your, your Gen 3 to Gen 4 games, if you had a DS Lite you can shove in the Game Boy cartridge mm-hmm. and the DS cartridge. But you always have to play this, like, bullshit minigame to get them. Whereas the Pokemon Bank was just like, here you go. Yep. Here's <laughs> no more stuff, no, right? No more dumb minigames. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, that seemed a cool idea. I never really used it just because I've never really big into bringing my Pokemon forward into other things. But, you know, it's, an, it's a neat little thing Nintendo finally, I guess, got right. Yeah, to do that because there's no real way to transfer your Pokemon from DS to 3DS, like there was Game Boy to Game Boy, you know, from Red and Blue to Gold and Silver with the Time Machine, and then from you know you could trade them with the Game Boy to the Game Boy. No, you couldn't do Game Boy to Game Boy Advance, could you? Uh, That's why they made Fire Red and Leaf Green. I I want to say there was a way you could do it because the Game Boy Advance had the all the necessary stuff to run Game Boy games, mm-hmm. so. Um. So yeah, Pokemon Bank. Who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll need it to move from our 3DSs to, to our Switch. Switch. <laughs> I bet you. I mean, that'd be easier from the I Switch. Them. I imagine that will probably be the case. I heard they updated it recently to where they actually have like a national decks with it now. That's cool. Because Sun and Moon does not have a national decks. I don't know why, but yeah. whatever. Um, if you want to email the show, you can gamewareexpress at gmail.com is that email address. Send in your game of the years like soon. 
because we're doing that show next week. I finally made my complete list for that. I haven't even looked at it, so let's not talk about that now. Uh, Instead, let's wrap the show up with special stages. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Go for so it. So I make um, on my YouTube channel... Uh, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, the little Jolly Gamer show, we mm-hmm. do like Let's Plays and we have this thing called Epic Maneuvers. Anytime we get something really epic that happens, we share play it and we do kind of like this VH1 style. We talk about it and it shows mm-hmm. in the background. It's pretty cool. Um, but I don't know how this happened, but one of our Let's Plays for Star Fox 2 that came on the SNES Mini mm-hmm. or SNES Classic, it, it reached 1,600 views. What? Nice. And I was like, <laughs> where did this come from? I mean, no one has commented, and I've got like some thumbs ups and some thumbs down, but I mean, it's still a thumb, so I'm cool yeah. with it. But I was like, I don't... I can, I, that just means that 1,600 people, or possibly you know a combination of those numbers, had to have clicked and seen that we made that. So Yeah, that's that, really awesome. That makes me happy. Yeah, no, <laughs> if only all my stuff could get that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so, you know, sometimes you'll just get random like spikes in some of your videos. Yeah, it's just weird. Because like, I'll post some of it like, on Reddit or you know, Twitter or Instagram, yeah. whatever. And sometimes I'll get like up to like 100 views or something, which is fine. It's like my average is like 100. Yeah. Uh, but 1,600? Oh, gee whiz. I don't know what I did. <laughs> that's always the more frustrating thing. It's like not only is like, why isn't this successful? I want to know. It's also like, why is this successful? I want to know. <laughs> like, they have analytics I can look at all, but it's still doesn't make sense yeah exactly <laughs> uh what about you vaughn uh well uh my car is in the shop at the moment I'm yeah finally, you mentioned that i'm finally taking care of the freaking dent that was in it from like two years ago i know a good body <laughs> man <I'm> just saying <laughs> so uh that, that's something i get i'm borrowing my sister's car at the moment so. okay that's yep. how I'm here now. I wonder how you got here. Today. <laughs> <Did> you walk? <laughs> no, that would be a very interesting walk. Would have taken me like half a day to get here. <laughs> uh, I guess for mine, my final movie review of the year. I went to the Shape of Water, which is Guillermo del Toro's yeah. uh, latest joint. It was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't really my jam, but I like I could see what they were doing. It was like a good movie. I thought. Like, you know, the overall theme was neat. Like, the way the whole character arcs progressed and all that stuff was, like, good, objectively, I guess. Um, it wasn't necessarily my jam, but I, I liked it. It was an enjoyable movie. It sounded weird. Um, it felt like a sequel to Creature from the Black Lagoon, almost. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it was, it was a really cool movie. It was shot well. Like, they had a lot of cool, like, scenes and everything. Um, so, it, I'm glad I went and saw it. Shout out to MoviePass. It's all nice. free. I mean, give uh, those. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it was a cool movie. I and heard there's some controversy behind it. Is that true? Probably. I mean, there's controversy behind like everything. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. But if, if if there's controversy surrounding what I think it is, that's the point of the film. Okay, I have no idea what it's about. I just know it's about uh, some like sea creature dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, it's like Outcast versus like the Normies is like the overall theme of this movie. Gotcha. So you know. Uh, but I won't go into any more, so I don't want to spoil anything. So definitely, uh, you know, if you want to give something different a chance, I'd say check it out. It's 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 worth it, I'd say. Speaking of movie reviews, I listened to the Star Wars spoiler cast, mm-hmm. and um, I was thinking you you talked about that thing with the uh, where he squirts the milk out of his tit. Yeah, dude, that's blue milk, not green milk. <laughs> that <laughs> shit looks green. It's like it's like blue green because you know they get blue milk at the uh, cantina. I know. <laughs> green on it the did, screen it did look green it looked pretty gross um i want to go see that again i don't i still don't know how I, I, recently, feel about that movie. I recently saw it again and i think i like it even less than oh, when i initially saw really? it i mean i liked it uh i mean of course there was some hype behind it but right. like now i'm kind of like i don't know but see i didn't have any hype going into that movie and i still didn't like it because i didn't really like seven that much see, i like seven seven was okay seven was a fun movie i just it felt like it yeah. was like Nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Seven yeah. was a fun movie. This it was, was not. <laughs> it was you no, know, no. This was not a fun movie. It was like, hey, uh, pose the worst. <laughs> like, Everyone's you know making bad decisions. That movie was just, hey, you know everything y'all have been talking about for the past years. Fuck you. <laughs> Pretty much, and that's it. Uh, and that is it for this show. And that is it for 2017. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Adam Arinder. I am at V the White Mage. You can find me on YouTube at the Little Jolly Gamer Show mm-hmm. and on Facebook.com. There slash you go. Little Jolly Gamer Show. Check them Thanks. out. 
Um, I guess this isn't the it for 2017 because next week will be our big game of the year show for 2017. You know, a lot of these other outlets who have like lives and get paid and have families and stuff, they put all our stuff out early. Yeah. No, we want to get. I want to have all 2017 so I can really cram it as many games as possible. <laughs> so, uh, so look out for that next week, Brandon. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, Vaughn, thank you for coming as well. Of course. Uh, I always do. You can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR. This podcast, facebook.com slash GamewareExpress. Listen to it on SoundCloud where I post it eventually, as well as on Xbox, Google Play, and iTunes. That is it, gentlemen. Cue up your old link signs. Get those terrible glasses. Have you seen the glasses for this year? Mm-mm. It's like they took 2008 glasses and then stuck a little one on top of the, this <laughs> eye. It looks awful. Don't Dang. wear those fucking glasses on New Year's, guys. Um, everyone out there, thank you so much for this year. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next week. Next year. Next year. Dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs>